What are the most exciting developments you're seeing when it comes to data centers? Yeah, there's a lot of really good and transformative and innovative thinking. Our data center teams are constantly working diligently, looking for more efficient ways to use water, using science and available data to understand local hydrology and implement site-specific cooling solutions that best reflect the local conditions of where our data centers are sited. I think the positive impacts do add up. This is Where the Internet Lives, a show about the unseen world of data centers and the people who keep them running. I'm Stephanie Wong, and I'm your guide through the physical spaces that make up the internet. This season, we're exploring those spaces alongside the folks who actually design, build, and operate them. People like Tara Varghese. Tara leads Google's corporate water stewardship efforts and helps oversee the strategy for Google's data centers and office buildings around the world. I get to work with a very dynamic and diverse team to drive our water sustainability strategy forward. Are people surprised when you tell them about the connection between water and the internet? Yeah, it is is often a surprise for folks that the reality that our digital footprints do have an impact and that there are people in roles like mine who plan and work to figure out how to address and mitigate and minimize those impacts. So what do data centers have to do with water? Water is used in normal operations we're all familiar with. Bathrooms, food services, landscaping, manufacturing. But data centers also use water for cooling. Think about how a computer fan often feels slightly warm to the touch after doing something intensive. Now imagine the heat from an entire warehouse full of computers. Storing our photos in the cloud, taking video calls, even streaming podcasts creates heat. Individual online interactions end up connecting our computers back with a data center somewhere. To make sure those servers don't overheat, many data centers utilize water running through pipes along server racks to cool the machines. Water is very good at removing heat. Our bodies do it, plants do it. Inside data centers, heat is transferred from the equipment to the water ensuring the machines run as efficiently as possible. Teams across Google have been working intensively for more than a decade to use water as responsibly as possible. And in September of 2021, Google unveiled a comprehensive plan to replenish more water than it consumes and improve the quality of water ecosystems in the places it operates. Google has committed to replenish more water than we consume by 2030. That means that we will replenish 120% of the water we consume on average across all of our offices and data centers. Tara's job is to make sure Google hits that target. It's a global focus. One quarter of the world's population now lives in a water-stressed country, according to the World Resources Institute. Climate change is making it worse. And for her, it's also personal. Tara moved to Singapore when she was four years old. And... Growing up in one of the world's most water-stressed countries, an island nation with a lack of its own natural water resources, did have a big impact on me, much of it probably subconscious at the time. Singapore is a city-state that gets half of its water from neighboring Malaysia. It depends on seasonal rainfall and seawater desalination for the rest. Tara grew up surrounded by the ocean with heavy monsoon rains. Paradoxically, she also saw regular water shortages and rationing. And... There's this contrast of being in an environment where there's so much water, you're surrounded by water, you're drenched, and yet 
at the same time, there's no water and there's no way for a small island state to capture that and store it and keep it for use. During the summers, Tara would visit her grandfather in India. He was a planter who focused on biodiversity, water, and soil health. She and her sisters and cousins would watch him work and learn about native trees and plants. And, you know, seeing him plan and implement erosion control interventions in the hilly landscapes and witnessing his foresight in establishing check dams and water storage interventions that would harness monsoon rains and ensure water supplies for his crops for the upcoming drier seasons. So I think those those experiences really reinforced my interest in environmental issues with a particular focus on water. So Tara made water her career. She studied biology and ecology as an undergrad. Then she got an internship at the Environmental Protection Agency, where she learned about water protection policies. That brought her to Yale, where she earned a master's in environmental management. After working for some research organizations and a major environmental nonprofit, she turned her attention to the corporate sector, where she led water stewardship efforts at one of the biggest beverage companies in the world. We're seeing more and more cases where companies have direct water-related financial impacts, you know, whether that's farmer crops, quality are impacted based on drought, whether manufacturing facilities have had to shut down temporarily because of a lack of water in the locations they're sited in. As we realize the impacts of climate change more and more and those impacts become more widespread and more real across the world, I think companies are beginning to feel and see these water-related impacts that really affect their business, their abilities to operate, and their abilities to grow in the future. What were the water-related challenges in the food and beverage industry? The food and beverage industry just, I think they face these challenges earlier, particularly around reputational risks, in part because of the more visible connection that the public sees between companies that withdraw water to bottle beverages or have a big water footprint because of the crops they're growing. Water is local, which adds to the complexity of trying to have a positive impact. You have to focus on implementing location-based interventions at a scale that will actually move the needle because no one company on their own is going to be able to improve water security for everyone in a given watershed because addressing a water security challenge in the Colorado River Basin is not going to have any impact on the water security challenges in South Africa. Water is an immensely complicated resource. It's governed by a patchwork of local laws, which can create conflict over watersheds across large geographic regions. And it's often undervalued, which can hinder conservation efforts. But large companies are increasingly turning their attention to the resource for both security and environmental reasons. That's what brought Tara to Google, where she's working with sustainability and operations teams to develop local strategies for replenishing water systems. Tackling challenging topics like water conservation is a team effort. So there are many teams from multiple disciplines working on the issue. What does it mean to replenish water consumed by Google? Examples of replenishment projects can involve reforestation efforts that improve soil health and moisture, 
while also preventing erosion, ultimately allowing more water to infiltrate into the ground rather than running off and leaving the watershed. Other examples of replenishment projects could include irrigation efficiency projects on agricultural lands that result in less water being withdrawn and consumed. Google's approach to water isn't just about water stress or scarcity. It's about smarter use. Along with replenishment, Google is constantly focused on using water more efficiently. That also means pursuing new technical innovations inside data centers. We have a data center in Georgia where Google has financed the construction of a water treatment plant that now treats a significant volume of the county's wastewater that we can then reclaim and use for cooling, which lets us avoid using drinking water quality supplies for our cooling processes. In another example, our data center in Finland is cooled by seawater. This is a site-specific and site-appropriate approach that helps us, again, minimize the data center's environmental impact. The solutions for each data center will depend on local conditions. Some, like the data center in Finland, may utilize the ocean. Some, like the data center in Ireland, will be air-cooled. Others will utilize the solution Tara mentioned in Georgia, recycling non-potable water. It's a vital way to preserve water throughout the economy. Often what we refer to as wastewater, it's not that dirty. It's still fit for other purposes and can be reused for non-domestic uses. And in the same way we can use non-potable water to cool our data centers, we can also use non-potable water for all of these other purposes as well. In the first season, you heard about Google's 24-7 carbon-free energy goal. It's a plan to decarbonize Google's electricity use by 2030. And it's also a way to prove that it can be done for all kinds of industries. And that's the goal of the water stewardship commitment, to help others prove out these concepts and provide them with the tools to do it. All of these sustainability challenges, whether we're talking about water stewardship or any of the climate and carbon-related goals, they're not problems that any one company is going to be able to solve on their own. So in order to have the meaningful interactions and collaborations with other stakeholders, different interdisciplinary groups, you have to have that passion in order to have those effective relationships and make meaningful progress moving forward. This kind of ambition can't be achieved with engineering solutions alone. It means developing new policies and problem solving with locals. And that requires a wide range of talent inside companies like Google. Do you think that there is a misconception that you need to have an engineering degree? What other pathways and backgrounds can flourish in this type of space? It's a really good point because data center water usage is a part of my role at Google. I am not an engineer. Um, I think a lot of people probably do assume that if you work at a data center, you have an engineering background. My background from undergrad was in biology and ecology, and I studied water resources in graduate school. But there are so many colleagues working on sustainability issues from communications and marketing perspectives, from public policy perspectives, as sustainability communities grow and companies really build out and integrate sustainability strategies into their business plans, I think we will continue to see more cross-functional 
backgrounds in sustainability teams. What is the most challenging part of this water stewardship commitment? It's an ambitious strategy. It's a big, important step in our journey. And we've made a very ambitious commitment on replenishment and watershed health. We need to drive action on that, demonstrate progress. But we also need to keep carrying our strategy forward because the world's water challenges are very daunting and there's a lot of action that needs to be taken. So I think the good news is that this is a growing space. Tara Varghese is a water stewardship lead at Google. If you want to learn more about building your career at a data center, click through the link in the show notes. Where the Internet Lives is produced by Postscript Media in collaboration with Google. You can subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you access your shows. And please give us a rating if you like the series. I'm Stephanie Wong. Thank you for listening. <laughs>